hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Hive. We've got Lorna Leeson, Joe Dodds and me, Joe Moffat. And our theme for today is employee engagement is for life, not just for COVID-19. So we're going to be exploring um, what we can do, what we can do in our organisations, what we can, you know, the thinking that we can encourage to try and make sure that some of the really good practices around putting people at the centre of our thinking and at the heart of our decision making and our ability to be agile through this process do not become a casualty of a return to business as usual or some kind of return to normality particularly given the likely sort of financial and economic pressures that um, we all know are, are kind of lurking uh, around the corner. So um, let, let's kick off with, with, with you, Lorna, because I know you always like to kind of approach these things from a, a kind of a clear thinking perspective. So, so start us off. So I had a little think, I'm not going to lie, I had a little think about this. I was thinking about um, the difference in the way that organisations approach COVID as a crisis versus the way that typically um, an organisational crisis might be approached. So uh, very often in a, a period of crisis in organisations, so I'm thinking about the 2008 downturn and during which Joe, you and I both worked in and around the automotive industry. Mm -hmm. and it was you know, kind of tin hat, um, you know, city. Um, it's very much finance is the number one objective. Um, therefore, you know, command and control, let's, you know, be very fixed in our thinking, that's very directed in the way that we lead people. That is a, a typical traditional crisis response. It's also quite a human response to crisis and that we go into kind of fight, flight, you know, we shut down, we don't think about other people, we just think about survival. Yeah. What's been nice about COVID is that the priorities seem to be humanity, well-being, health and safety. It felt, and lots of people were saying, we're all in the same boat, we're all going through similar things, we're all affected by this, we need to be flexible, we need to listen, we need to be responsive. Um, and I suppose my challenge to the business community would be what's stopping you from keeping those um, those parameters around the way that you address any crisis mm -hmm. let alone business as usual you know you are probably going to have to make some tough decisions about what's the size and shape of our business where's our mm -hmm. head office how do we structure ourselves what's our product offering to, to people um but you don't have to go back into the traditional mindset to do that mm -hmm. joe what what do you th think about that it reminds me of um, many years ago, you'll remember in Engage for Success, the national movement around employee engagement, we had an example of an organisation that said to us that um, they'd put their employee engagement programme on hold because they had some restructuring to do. And yes. <laughs> we were like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> it's now particularly. Um, and you know, that you can see that, um, as you said, we've had this, this time where we've, you know, well-being has definitely been the theme. It's come out everywhere, hasn't it, um, in terms of, of the focus. And it was quite easy to sort of do that because we had this like thing happening. And, you know, talking to some people in the last sort of week or two, as we're starting to come out of lockdown all around the world in different ways, at different times with different rules, it almost feels like it's a much harder situation now than it was when it was quite black and white in terms of, you know, you can't go out and business has completely changed. We're now feeling our way and mm. it's just so important that people don't you know put these things on hold as you say they don't forget all the the sort of um way that they were and the benefits that that created in terms of people going the extra mile and and really sort of um 
being behind whatever was happening within the organization the minute you sort of drop all, all of that and, and start as you say being more, much more command and control all of that benefit and all of, of that sort of involvement is just going to to go away so you know really mm. important it's interesting you you talked about engage with success and i remember one of the one of the case studies one of the very first case studies i ever heard about when i first got involved with engage with success was british aerospace and how they had done the precise opposite of what you were describing there in that they put employee engagement thinking and the need to particularly listen to employee voice at the heart of a program that they knew they were having to implement significant job cuts and redundancies and restructuring um, but they put employee voice uh, and, and a realization that needed to take their people with them at the very heart of that and actually the end result of it was a really really positive one um, for everybody involved and, and and financially as well from a business perspective and I think it's interesting some of the things we've been talking about on on the hive in the last few weeks I think it was last time we talked about the one of the things that this crisis has shown is the sort of interconnectedness of business professions our our work lives our community lives our family lives the um all of these things interact and impact on each other and the multifaceted nature of us as human beings as well that we're not just workers one on the one hand and mums or dads or sisters or brothers or parents or or whatever on the other but we are um we are uh, multifaceted and i think organizations need to remember we're not going to we're not going to unravel that interconnectivity and no. the advocacy of companies whose people have the right thing done by them is really important i mean you look at the fuss around ba um mm. in the last week you know that they're, they're, they're not there is reputational damage to be suffered if you if you suddenly go from a potentially saying that you you care and focus on your people and then jettisoning that thinking yeah. uh, in a heartbeat isn't there and what yeah. we're also doing is we're, we've had people working from home and we've we've all sort of and this is you know generalizations understood the challenges of it and focused on how do you engage with a, a um you know geographically dispersed team and all that sort of thing a lot of organizations are going to continue working in that way and it's really easy unless you overly sort of set that up in the first place to get to the stage where people are sitting there going well what are they doing what are they telling me to do now you know the, the organization because the organization's over there it's not even you're not even in it anymore mm. <laughs> you know, physically um so we have to i think continue to work even harder to get that team feel and that sort of cohesiveness across everyone's homes um, because you just haven't got that physical opportunity and, and nor will people do mm. so, you know, in the future. And, and you can see that in crisis, it's the time to do it. Now it might feel like, oh, we've done that. Let's move on and, you know, start rebuilding the business. But you've got to keep overly doing that. Otherwise, you'll do it uh, without that employee voice that you talked about, Joe. You, you were going to say something then, Lorna. Yeah, so... Um... One of the things that really occurred to me, I did my um, uh, MSc research on employee engagement a few years ago now, but I looked at employee engagement and particularly in roles that were customer facing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I found is that there is a bit of an inverse relationship between customer satisfaction and job satisfaction in, in customer facing roles because people want to do a really good job for other people. And I think that's what this crisis has really borne out. You know, we want to help other people um, particularly in key worker roles, 
you know, I think it would be a real mistake to mistake that um, sense of commitment and um, going the extra mile and wanting to do a good job and pulling together. It would be really easy to mistake that for engagement and think we've got a really engaged workforce here. Mm -hmm. They're all really happy. Mm -hmm. There was a, a Twitter thread from a, um, a consultant at, um, at one of the UCL hospitals this week who talked about that, who said, don't mistake the fact that all of these NHS staff have pulled together and gone the extra mile for the fact that they're all really motivated and engaged. They're yeah. exhausted. They're worried about what's coming. They see the writing on the wall. They've been doing this for ages. We still don't have the resources we need. That, that's amplified in key worker organisations in the NHS, but it's not um, a problem that doesn't exist elsewhere. If you're looking to make a restructure, you're talking about making cuts or changing the way work's done. People will be looking and going, I'm so tired from all of this. And um, now what? And I think you can test that commitment too far unless you start to put some real long-term things in place. Interesting mm -hmm. that because that plays, we've talked in the past about the importance of purpose and how valuable purpose is as engaging people. Um, but that also has been borne out again, actually coming back to Engage for Success Movement, did some research a few years ago about engagement with not-for-profits. And it was essentially the, the kind of core of that report was, um, yes, I am engaged with the purpose of the not-for-profit I work with. You know, I'm engaged with the charitable, charitable aims of the, of the charity that I work for. But that doesn't, but I still want to be properly managed. I still want to be properly led. So engagement with the purpose, in your example, engagement with patient care, but doesn't necessarily mean I'm engaged with my employer if they don't do right by me um and uh and that's you know that's really really important isn't it yeah absolutely so um i think being mindful that just because people have rallied together and done some incredible things over the past three months doesn't mean that you've got leeway to now push it even further and, and not continue the really good work with yeah. engaging yes yes absolutely and and joe about don't forget about being agile i guess as well isn't it you know that that sense that the crisis has forced people to be very agile as organizations and, and embrace an agility um you would you wouldn't yeah, you wouldn't I, want I, that to be lost would you no exactly I mean, we, we were sort of using the nhs which obviously is very complex and we wouldn't uh, uh, you know presume to be able to explain any of it but saying you know decisions have been made in the moment that needed to be made that perhaps in the past wouldn't have been made because that, that crisis wasn't wasn't there and you know things uh, you were saying before we came on lorna you know rules have been changed procedures have been dropped and done differently because they've needed to do that and keeping that sort of agile mind and, and perspective on on your business even as we start to sort of get back into whatever this new normal will look like is you know is is vital because you know why wait for crisis to be able to be flexible and and you know be pragmatic actually that's how we should be working you know yeah. in the way that this world is anyway because yeah. it's changing i nearly did time. a new normal klaxon then for you joe like ah. yes exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't there say unprecedented, though. So. <laughs> you didn't say unprecedented. The COVID, COVID podcast bingo. Yeah, it's a show of that. You know, the, the going through all the the phrases that have come up in the last three months. <laughs> but just to conclude, really, the sort of third thing again harks back to something we've talked about previously: is that the we shouldn't allow economic pressures to 
forces to down a route where we forget that actually by putting people at the heart of our thinking we can actually buck the trend of those economic pressures and buck the, and, and face the financial um challenges that that the economy is going to be throwing at us the examples we've talked about in the past of the supermarket groups who, who Spain, keep yeah. on coming back with with greater profit even in the face of economic tra- troubles troubles yeah. and uh, and hardships so yeah invest in your people in order to f- stave off the economic crisis rather than using savings and pressures on your people to help you come out of the economic crisis because you won't come out of it with any long-term sustainability if you do that you might survive short term but you're not you're not laying the foundations for the for the longer term success Mm -hmm. that's it great stuff lovely lorna joe thank you both as usual and thank you for listening bye-bye now bye